0: you mm-hmm. going on everybody welcome into a special edition of the daily energy news beat stand up here on this gorgeous saturday december 9th 2023 as always i'm your humble correspondent michael tanner coming to you from an undisclosed location here in dallas texas joined by the executive producer of the show the purveyor of the show and the director and publisher of the world's greatest website energynewsbeat.com Stuart turley my man how we doing today it's a beautiful day in bear country how are you Yeah. It's been a long week, Stu. We've got a great weekly recap lined up. A lot of good stories. Cop 28 kind of drove the news (laughs) uh, uh, from a bunch of us. We we got John Kerry relieving himself on stage. So absolutely wild week, guys. We won't uh, take up too much of your time. But before we do that. As always, guys, remember, news and analysis you're about to hear is brought to you by the world's greatest website, energynewsbeat.com, the best place for all your energy news. Stu and the team do a tremendous job of keeping that website up to speed with everything you need to know to stay at the tip of the spear when it comes to the energy and the oil and gas business. Um, you can follow the show, Spotify, Apple Podcasts, wherever you get your podcast at Energy Newsbeat um, on YouTube. Great way to go ahead and, and support the show. Hit the description below um, on podcast or YouTube. You can check out links and timestamps to all of the articles. Jump ahead, hear what you mean, dashboard sport.energynewsbeat.com, kind of our data news combo. You can email the show questions at energynewsbeat.com. But Stu, I'm I'm out of breath. I'm kicking it over to the team. Here's for the weekly recap. We'll see you on Monday, folks. This one, next one is the EPA's final rule for oil and
1: natural gas operations will sharply reduce methane and other harmful pollution from the United States Environmental Protection Agency, the EPA. What a bunch of chowderheads! This was released at 3 a.m. Uh, Friday night or Saturday morning. It is absolutely abysmal. I have I spent hours going through this thing and it is disgusting from the ESG University on Substack, one of our favorite Substack guys that I like random dude on Substack. uh, They went into it a little bit more. 3 a.m. rollout was timed to coincide with the ongoing COP 28. This is absolutely despicable. Here's a quote in here The Biden administration war on oil and gas has created another round of regulations that directs the marketplace to shut down American energy protection. The Crude Life founder Jason Spy said it is very unfortunate that political and energy leadership do not take Biden's war on on oil and gas more seriously. It is, it is overstepping their bounds, Michael. Down here further on, you can see that the, the, uh, the, the whole thing is based off of the Clean Air Act and they have just blown it up. It's going to go even further. will sharply, they, they say it'll sharply reduce methane. But what they're going to do is any oil and gas firm and anybody, here's where it is. The final rule, uh, rule leverages the latest cost-effective, innovative technologies and proven solutions on an estimate 58 million tons of methane emissions from 2024 to 2030. Thirty-eight one 1.5 billion metric tons of carbon dioxide. OK, they're going to have to spend gigantic bucks. OK, I'm all about fixing a lot of this stuff, but they're imposing regulations that the market would do anyway. When you take a look at, at flaring, the great oil and gas uh, EMP operators in Texas got rid of flaring. And, you know, if you let the market do it, these companies are interested in doing this. ESG investing is failing. Why? Because BlackRock says they're going to start investing in oil and gas. And then also Bill Gates came out and said, oh, climate change is a joke. So now you have these the, the U.S. is doubling down and tripling down on stupid in order to increase the price of natural gas. Unbelievable.
0: Yeah. I, I mean, here's the thing. it What they do is they just say, we're going to do stuff to reduce climate or right? and, and reduce these volatile. What I find is it's really hard to actually figure out exactly what they're doing. I mean, have you been, a, you know, cause the, and this is what I think every listener would want to know. What exactly did the EPA say? They're going to reduce Methane emissions, how? What are they actually going to do? Is in, it a tax? After
1: I spent two or three hours going through it, uh, it is a mind-numbing experience. And I'm, I've got in here that I'm going to be writing some updates to it. What the problem, Michael, is going to be is that they are requiring carbon capture They're requiring uh, detection systems. They're requiring uh, enhancements to the uh, Clean Air Act, which have already been proven that it's beyond the scope of the Environmental Protection Agency. Already, they've already crossed the line so again. He, so
0: here's the first one. So here we go. One, this rule provides a two-year phase-in period for eliminating routine flaring of natural gas that is emitted from new oil wells. I'll tell you what, I'll tell you what, who loves this, every Bitcoin mining company a, loves this rule. Absolutely. Every Bitcoin mining company loves this. And you know what? I'm not necessarily against that. You know how much energy we've wasted in flaring? because we're too lazy to build pipelines. We don't have infrastructure set up. We, we can't, can't three permit ahead. them.
1: Which came first, the permit or the getting? Because once you drill a well and you have no takeaway, you either store it, which is expensive, or you flare it, or you tie it to a pipeline. And I, we can't get pipelines done. So The Mickey Mouse bullcrap that this administration is doing is absolutely going, uh, you're going to do this. You know what their number one goal is, Michael? Number one goal? Raise the price of energy across the board. No,
0: Absolutely. They want to make it extremely expensive to operate oil and gas. That's exactly what these rules will do. We will be diving into it. No wonder they dropped this at 3 a.m. Yeah. So
1: that... Uh, lurch could go up there and say some things at cop okay let's go to u.s commits to shutting down its coal plants during cop 28 wait a minute wait a minute did you hear that thump somebody just thumped a quarter on lurch's face since he's had the last facelift this man makes me air sick okay the biden administration at cop 28 China. Michael, can you guess how much China's carbon footprint has increased this past year? I'm sure it's twofold. 220%. They have over 400 coal plants approved. Their regulatory agency is very simple. Uh, Yes. Uh, Yes. Uh, C. Uh yes, that's their approved system. Approved. You get coal plant for you. Boom. Okay. Guess how much they lowered ours? Last year, the US lowered it 20%. You know how? Natural transition from gas. coal to natural gas. Exactly. But in orderly fashion, we will outdo it. Now, who's the number one polluter in the world, Michael? China. China, guess who keeps getting uglier? China. China, Guess who keeps getting fatter? It's in the food, China. damn it. They, all the Chinese people are eating American food and getting fatter. This is ridiculous. I'm sorry for getting worked up, dude. I just, I'm going to go put my head in the toilet just so I can calm down.
0: Well, this- yeah, well, your 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 favorite um, politician, U.S. Special Envoy for Climate, John Kerry, what did he actually do? He announced that at the, the U.N. Ammo Climate Summit, a.k.a. Cop 28, that we are not Building new coal plants and we'll be phasing out existing but I mean, we were probably already doing it. that's what's funny. We gotta send John Kerry Heinz 57 on his private jet over to COP 28 to attempt to tell us we're shutting down the coal plant. It's not his plane, though, Stu. So we can't get mad at him. Remember, oh, it's no, not it, his plane, but it's his wife's no. plane. It's not his plane. He
1: He went on an air force jet. Don't kid yourself.
0: Okay. (laughs) Uh,
1: Lurch with a facelift that would dodge a bullet. I mean, he's got a bulletproof uh, face and you can thump a quarter on it. I guarantee you a drill sergeant when they come up and they thump a quarter on the bed and it bounces. They're good. A drill sergeant could thump a quarter on Lurch's face. Okay, Okay. Let's go to cop 28 here. The thread, the E&B thread on these stories got me so worked up, I've got to go uh, get on the bike and, and ride for five hours. cop 28 president ride uh, claims there is no science behind calls to phase out fossil fuels. The Guardian, Michael, here's where it's a lot of fun. And being a fly or a booger on the wall, whichever one you want to call it, it's got to be pretty funny because you have the head of Exxon, you have the head of Saudi Arabia there, and then you have the head of Saudi Aramco there. And then there were a hundred a hundred and ten oil companies there. Okay. Wow. There's 70,000 of your closest friends there. I have an appointment with Grace Stanky again, she is live in Dubai and we're going to talk. It's going to be 11 o'clock my time and we're going to do a podcast to get an update on what's going on with the nuclear. We have committed to doing more nuclear. I'm thrilled about that. So this, listen to this. We are in absolute crisis that is hurting women and children more than anyone. It's because we have not yet committing out fossil fuels. Robinson, who chairs the Elders, a London-based human rights environmental NGO, was quoted as but garden. Once that decision at COP28 can take in many ways because you're the head of AGNA, you could actually take it with more credibility. That guy needs to put his head in the toilet.
0: Yeah, he needs wherever wherever uh, John Kerry's going, this is where we need this guy. Oh,
1: absolutely. Just flap his ears, you know. Chevron and Exxon opt out of funding at COP28 methane reduction fund. Michael, this is an absolute hoot. Ursula, our good buddy over there who's in, in charge of the EU, made a comment uh, that there, this fund is going to be into the billions that the, the commitments have been about $100 billion over COP as their target. She says, that's not enough. We need trillions. I think that might have been the trigger for Exxon and Chevron to go, "Uh, no, our checkbook (laughs) is not that big. Let's go through this here. A global flaring and methane reduction partnership that will run by the World Bank with initially $255 earmarked to help developing countries and their oil companies stifle leaks on that potent greenhouse gas. OK, I can understand what Exxon and Chevron later down in the article, they say, we're not sure we want to donate to a fund that's going to be controlled by our competitors. I applaud them for that decision. That's pretty crazy. And so when you sit back and think you have BP, ENI, Equinor, Occidental, Shell, Total, and uh, UAE. All of that was a hundred million U.S. put in two million. Germany put in one point five, and Norway was one. Wow.
0: Yeah, I, I mean, if you're Exxon or Chevron, I, I think the you know from their perspective, they're doing all they. I mean, if you don't think Exxon and Chevron are not trying to on their own reduce emissions because they understand that if they make it, that if 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 they reduce emissions and produce sustainable oil and gas, it's the best of both worlds. They're probably spending more than. 25 million to lower their emissions so the fact that they have to now put it up is probably where they're like well we we don't need you know we we don't just need to just lose 25 million when we're already doing
1: i applaud them for that absolutely and and where i uh they were in there and uh exxon said they joined the pledge but we're gonna give our expertise in what we're already doing michael I I applaud them for standing up. We've got to have more of that kind of thing. And our great Chevron and Exxon are doing better than uh, my buddy Putin. You know, and you sit back and kind of go, hey, you know, Gazprom is leaking like a sieve. I mean, that's like me in a Speedo. I'm leaking everywhere. Okay. That's
0: on that lovely note.
1: Oil CEOs blaming the energy industry for climate crisis is like blaming farmers for obesity. I love it. The oil companies are fighting back. I think this is great. The chief executive of the UAE-based energy firm Crescent Petroleum said Tuesday that blaming the oil and gas industry for the climate crisis is like blaming farmers for obesity. I got really tickled. At it's that. true. It is. Um, when you sit back and take a look at Dubai, he goes, here's a quote out of it. Uh, now we need to, we still need oil and gas throughout the transition and there's no scenario or even the most ambitious scenario that that does not include that they are right. The secretary general Antonio Guterres, uh, announcement that it was a step in the right direction. Again, you've heard me say this a lot. Saudi Arabia is investing billions In um, uh, hydrogen, they're, you know, they're trying to go green, but they're funding it. With oil and gas. What happened r- about Texas? We got more solar and wind than anybody else. We're half the price. If you want to do it, you got to have oil and gas.
0: Yeah, absolutely. But but remember, our friends over at the International Energy Agency, the IEA, remember, they said last month that the fossil fuel industry faces a, quote, moment of truth about their role in the global energy system and climate crisis. So I don't know what this moment of truth is doing. Maybe we might have, we probably have a moment of silence for this moment. Of truth, well, that's about okay. over with that's because over. that's about as seriously as they took it with everything oh, at COP28. Oh, yeah. I, I I hate to say it. I we gotta do this next article, Stu. Uh, oh, forward. I know. <laughs> uh, this is
1: absolutely a hoot. When when you play this, uh, we're gonna have our uh misproducer pl- pull this in, and I had it here just a second. In the world, I find myself getting more and more militant because I do not understand how adults who are in position of responsibility can be avoiding responsibility for taking away those things that are people on a daily basis. And, and the is Did that,
0: you see her? I you know, <laughs> we don't know who it is, but we can only imagine he probably had a little bit of mayo on his hot dog. All right, you be the judge. Listen, how adults who are in position of
1: responsibility can be avoiding responsibility for taking away those things that are killing people on a daily basis. And and the reality is <laughs> that's 34 seconds of the funniest thing I have heard. It that's 34 seconds, Michael, of the funniest thing I've heard in a long time. And then you see it, I swear it looked like Ursula, but it was not. It was somebody that just they, they cut to a girl and she goes.
0: <laughs> yeah. it's 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 not good all right let's move to nuclear power
1: But nuclear is the only solution. So let's have a moment for Lurch. Texas Commissioner slams Biden's onerous methane rules that increase oil and gas. Railroad Commissioner Wayne Christian, I'm going to reach out to him and get him on here, uh, issued a statement regarding uh, the methane rules. Uh, Those methane rules we covered in uh, this week already. And that was based off of the Clean Air Act, and they are onerous and omnipresently horrible. Yep. The listen to this while the cost for hardworking Americans are up $11,000 this year from the gas pump to the grocery store, his Biden solution to inflation is increased regulations that will make it even more expensive, says Christian. Petroleum helps make more than 96% of
0: everyday consumer items. Ah, <laughs> Oops. I, again, with every rule, Chevron and Exxon would never admit this, but they love when the EPA does stuff like this because it makes, it drives all of their competitors out to business because they are the one of the few companies that have the scale to be able to handle owners' regulations. Big business loves regulation. Don't Remember that when they do this they're only hurting the small producers.
1: That's 50% of the
0: oil produced
1: in the US is yep. with the small producers though.
0: Hey that's my point. So they're 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 going they're, they're doing the kill shot. Exxon's going to be fine. We'll cover them later. They're going to be fine right. if you got to spend a little bit more on metric. They'll be fine. You know who won't be fine? Like you said the other 50%. So it's clear this the second order effects as we talk about they're not thinking about.
1: No so anyway that one kind of got me a little worked up too i'm with Christensen. good for
0: wayne Christensen. i i I, you know am i you know do i think he's the you know i i've i've heard some stuff on him specifically that he he too may be in bed um too close with big business so you know i I, i'll ask him we'll ask him we'll ask him i've we you know we got to get him on the podcast here but at least he's attempting here to stand up um good for wayne Christensen.